And I don't know, he's kind of a brat, bro. And kind of just like stuck up little brat, man. I just want to rearrange his face. <laughs> Download the All-Star app. Make your picks for UFC fights, challenge your friends, level up and win prizes. Link in description. Get it now. Paris, man, how was that trip, man? It looked like you really, really enjoyed your time over there. Yeah, man, it was uh, it was nice. I didn't really have to do anything besides some media and go to. I think the they had like a little um, like a conference or a press conference. I think uh, a couple days before the fight and. Besides that, I was pretty much free reign to do whatever I want. And I had to be at the fight, obviously. But out, outside of that, I was, you know, checking out Paris and taking the the subway everywhere. And it was a lot of fun. And I was with my girl, too. So we really enjoyed it and just really took it all in, you know. You, you ate the snails? Yeah. The snails were – escargot was very uh, – it's an acquired taste, you know. Yeah. It's like yeah. a beer or <laughs> like a coffee – you know, people don't initially like those things when they try them at first. But then I could see how I could develop, like someone could develop a taste for snails, though. I could see it. All right. All right. Um, just off, just connected to that. Like, what's the wildest shit you've eaten in your life? You know, Koreans, we eat some kind of weird stuff. We eat stuff. some kind of weird stuff. Not too yeah. weird. Uh, not, not too weird. Snails is up there. Snails. Mm -hmm. And I also had frog legs, too. That was the first time I had frog legs. Mm -hmm. I've had alligator, but that's not too weird in no. South Florida. Um, I guess the weirdest thing, like that's not typically eaten, is like kid beef kidney. That shit tastes okay. terrible. Like, don't eat beef <laughs> kidney. Don't eat that. <laughs> what about those videos of fucking uh, what's his name? Liver king eating yeah. uh, cow testicles and milk. Yeah, and just... that's see, I haven't gone that far yet. I don't think I've got... I've, I've I've taken the supplement with like the desiccated organs, yeah. and like they have one that's called like full package, and it has like testicle in it or whatever. So yeah. terrible name for that. Terrible yeah. name. Full package. <laughs> Anyways, well, you know, you went to Paris, you know, Fabian Edwards did his part, and the, the title fight was, like, already booked. It, it seemed like it was just, like, already booked, and now you're flying back across the pond. How do you feel about defending your title for the first time overseas? Second time. Second oh, time. second time. Sorry. sorry, sorry yeah. yeah. Uh, I like it, man. I, I'm, I'm a fan of that crowd. I'm a fan of that three arena. I like Dublin a lot. I I'm part Irish as well. I'm like an eighth or something or, you know, something like that. Maybe not an eighth, maybe a little less, but I mean, I got the red beard. Um, they like fighting. I like fighting. I like to put on a show. I think they're really going to like me. Um, I think I, I really, I'm, I'm really going to feed off the energy that crowd gives out. And uh, I don't think they really love Englishmen that much. So I'm sure he'll have a lot of people fly there. So he'll have, you know, a good amount of fans, but I think, well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I think I'll have a, a pretty decent fan base there. I have a, I have a lot of friends flying out as well. Um, I, I want to say I have about 30 people flying out, you know, VIP slash uh, first front row tickets. So, um, yeah, man, it, it should be an awesome, awesome time. Is your mom's going out there? No, no. No. 
a lot of sponsors, um, a few friends, a few friends of sponsors. Um, my, my dad's going, my brother, my sister-in-law, my girlfriend. And, uh, I think that's about it. I mean, yeah. And, and outside of that, I've been there and I've kind of like, I was kind of greeted by, you know, some, some Irish fans out there and they know about me and they're, they're like, you know, hyped that I'm going to come fight out there. Um, or they were at the, at the time when I was there watching Amosoft defend his title, they were coming up to me like, like, Hey, you have to fight out here, blah, 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 blah. So I felt like, um, I was really well received when I was there. I wasn't even fighting. So I can only imagine what it'll be like when I'm there and, and I am fighting. Yeah, man, it's going to be incredible. The The atmosphere is insane. And, you know, it seemed like you were talking about Fabian a little bit, even before the fight was put together, even before he got the win to kind of lock in the title fight. What intrigued you about this matchup so much where you were talking about it beforehand? Uh, because I knew I was going to get the winner. I, I pretty much uh, knew I got the winner. We just didn't have a date set or where. And uh, I want to say a couple weeks before we kind of, I kind of talked to Mike Kogan and he came, he, he kind of gave me a really, really good idea of what we were going to set up after this fight got done. And obviously it wasn't on paper. It was, you know, you know, just verbal agreements kind of at that point. And, I don't know. Once I kind of get my sights set on somebody, I've already taken out Musasi. So if he won, and he's kind of cool, like he doesn't really shit talk. He does, but it's like not. It's not really him. He's like I feel like he just kind of forces it, and he's you know what I mean. It's like a if a, if a middle aged dad like fucking talks shit to you, but he really doesn't want to like talk shit. That's how I feel with him. Um, but Fabian's uh, definitely seems like he has a chip on his shoulder. Like he. You know, he really means it. He, you could tell that he really internalizes a lot of things. Like if I say some shit, he'll internalize it. Um, and I don't know. He's kind of a brat, bro. And kind of just like stuck up little brat, man. I just want to rearrange his face. <laughs> have you had any interactions? Oh, you must have ran into him in Paris. I ran into him in Dublin, actually. And we were cool. It was whatever. Like I was there to enjoy my friend, like watching him fight. And I didn't want to like fucking ruin that like vibe that I was feeling at the time. Like he's just, he had just won. He beat the shit out of Logan Storley. Um, I remember I just seen him. I shook his hand and like, I just was like, I didn't know if I was going to fight him or not. You know, who knows what happens. So I wasn't really like focused on him or Musasi at the time. I knew they were going to fight. They were set to fight in Paris. And then I seen him in Paris and it was a little bit more like, all right, I might have to, you know, put my crosshairs on you and wasn't set until he actually won and then that's when i fucking you know something flipped in my head and that's when i'm like there's crosshairs on you now nice and you know when you look at him as a fighter though you know i mean he's on a on a pretty nice little three fight winning streak mm -hmm. you know which which fight do you feel like you've learned the most about him from uh i mean i i watched his fight with vanderford i watched his fight with charlie ward and I watched this fight with Gegard, and I mean, he's a good fighter. Don't get me wrong, but he he likes to fight very clean. He likes to fight like a like a, almost like a point kickboxing fight. He can grapple. There, there's some some areas he does pretty well in the grappling area, but he's not like well super well rounded. You know, he's athletic. He moves well. He's fast. He, he's a strong kid. You can tell, but 
I'm just bigger, faster, stronger, and better in all facets of the game. So, and I can mix it well. And it's MMA. It's not a, a point kickboxing match. You know what I mean? So I can tell he doesn't like being in the fire completely. Like when when there's breaks, when there's breaks in action, and he can take a break, he'll take the break because he wants to be comfortable. And I don't give a shit about being comfortable. I like being in the fire. And I, and that's the reason why I fight. You know what I mean? I got into this business to get in firefights with some people and to win fights, you know, and have exciting fights. He uh, doesn't seem like he's really super intrigued by that, you know. Um, it's just by, by the way him and Musasi fought, it was kind of like it was lackluster. It wasn't really like exciting on the edge of your seat type shit, you know. And uh, I don't know. It's, I, unless he gets like a finish, that's the only time you really get excited. And he only has a few of those. I mean, his his finish with um, I'm I'm blanking on his name, the Brazilian guy he knocked out. Yeah, Machida. That was good. That was good. That was exciting. But also, Machida's like old as shit. Charlie Ward's old. Gay guard. I changed Gay guard's career. Like he he just doesn't look the same after me, man. And it's like he's good, but I'm better. Yeah, it's uh, it's to me it's intriguing because you know, like this guy, it seems like he's getting the push in some ways. Do you feel that way a little bit? Sure, I don't really care, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the champ, so it doesn't yeah. matter to you, I right? Feel like, I feel like Bellator's been pushing me a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. They know, they know I'm, I'm a, I'm gonna be, you know, a big name because I'm gonna keep winning and I'm gonna keep improving. And I think they're kind of pushing him though as well because. I mean, his brother has a lot of hype right now. They're they're trying to build this story of him being a champion at the same time as his brother, but that ain't gonna happen, bro. I'm sorry to tell you, like, it's not gonna happen. Not on my watch. How do you envision this fight playing out, man? Because I think this crowd is just gonna be insane for you. To be honest with you, you know what I mean. Like you said, you're part Irish. You know what I mean. It doesn't matter if you're one percent or a hundred percent. They love yeah. you. Yeah. I'm just going to go out there, dude, and do my thing and, and, and get in my groove and put the pressure on him and, and, and put him in positions that he's not, you know, comfortable. And those are the positions I thrive in. And I'm just going to systematically break him down and break him, pressure him, pressure him, pressure him, break him, bro. Like, that's just my style. That's just how I fight. I mean, if you watch my performances relative to his performances, my – my pressure, my my uh, cardio, and the way I break individuals is different. You know, it's it's you don't see that very often, and I'm just gonna do it to him as well. Well, when I look at you and and the the way you fight and and how you're able to like keep a pace and and go all 25 rounds like it's no problem, it reminds me of like Benson Henderson. You guys had that. Let me just put it out there. You guys had that Korean blood. Maybe that's what. Yeah. It, it is. I don't know. It's but uh, do you, how many rounds? What's the most rounds you've done in practice? Uh, I've done I've done as many as nine to ten rounds in a day, and that's and I've done that with like fresh guys too. Like I'll do three rounds with a guy, and then a new guy will come. I'll take like a small break. A new guy will come in, and I'll do three rounds with him while he's fresh, and then a new guy will come in. And I'll do three more rounds with him, and. Uh, yeah, man, that's that's one guy ain't enough. Only a few guys can go all five with me, man. Like um, Yarsov Amosov can go five rounds with me. Uh, Sean Strickland can go five rounds with me. Uh, who else? 
man, there's not very many people. Usually when I do like my, my, my championship fights, when I'm going five rounds straight, I have to have two partners, man. There's not too many people like, you know, that can make it all, all five with me. And, uh, I have to do it daily bro, day in, day out. Like I've been going five rounds every day or not every day, every, uh, twice a week since, uh, my camp started August, uh, August 1st. So, and I, I've been, go, I've been going five rounds before that, but I would take like a little break after going three with somebody and take a little break and then, you know, maybe go another three with somebody else. And then I get six rounds of the day, but uh, it's a little bit different when you don't get that little break in between, you know? So I don't know, man, I'm built, I'm built for five round fights. And, uh, I mean, part of it's probably genetic part of it's probably, you know, my ability to pace myself at a high, at a high pace though. And, uh, I don't know, bro. I'm just built different. Yeah. You know, people, a lot of times they say like, you know, fighters, they all train the same, but really it's, that's not a, that's not reality. Right. Not all fighters train the same. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Not, not all fighters train the same. There's a lot of, uh, similarities I'm sure, but everybody has their little nuances and how they do certain things. And, for instance, I don't technically do any like traditional training, like traditional like strength training. Uh, I don't do what a lot of the people are doing right now, which is like it's not traditional strength training, but it's like this it's this other type of training. It's like a spin off of traditional strength training and like mobility work and all this other shit. And uh, I don't do that. Like I, I just do functional patterns and I I box, I wrestle, I I kickbox, I uh hit grappling sessions and I spar and the most I do is actually spar. I spar the most of anything. Cause that's what I actually, that's what you do in the cage. You know, uh, obviously if I'm trying to make certain aspects of my game better, I'll focus in on certain things in certain classes, like in boxing or uh, grappling or in kickboxing. But for the most part, I want to do what I'm supposed to be doing in the cage the most. So that's sparring. Obviously it's a little bit, lesser than you know a, a fist fight in a cage so and you have to make sure you're going with good partners you know you guys aren't trying to kill each other all the time but yeah man uh, that that's we 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 all kind of do the same things but we have our nuanced ways of doing it i guess of course and how was it uh sparring mark zuckerberg oh that was really cool man mark's mark's pretty mark's pretty cool man he's uh he doesn't need to do that stuff you know and he, it really intrigues him. You know, I could tell when I met him, he really wants to learn how to fight. He really wants to have a, a professional fight or an amateur fight. I, I can't remember uh, what he specified, but I think he wants to do professional fight before he's 40. So it's like, and he's the type of guy that like sets a goal and he's going to achieve that goal. Like he's going to do everything in his power to achieve that goal. And like, I, I kind of get it. I'm, it's kind of, similar in how I set myself up for goals and how I like to like strive to, to achieve them. Damn, man. You're rubbing shoulders with billionaires. That's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's a, it's a wild story of how, how we kind of, yeah. Came into contact, but no, nah, man, I, it's pretty cool. It's, it's uh truly like uh kind of like blows my mind a little bit in a sense, but also it's like, yeah, that's, it's cool. It's just a part of life. I guess sometimes you, things like this happen, you know, and there's no way in explaining it. Yeah. It seems like 
the MMA community is like like accepting Mark Zuckerberg a little bit more than Elon Musk. It's like the jiu-jitsu community is accepting Elon Musk. In, in a weird way, it seems that way. I don't know why. It's because Mark's actually training and actually trying to learn how to fight, whereas uh, Elon isn't. He's kind of older and just taking pictures. I mean, he's not really seriously training. Like, And it's like he's trying to kind of fight Mark, but not really. It's not... If he would, if he really wanted to fight, he'd be training consistently and he'd be like, he would have set a date and made it official. But instead he's trying to fight in the Coliseum and like, there's no real date. And it's like Mark's or Mark's like ready whenever, you know what I mean? He's, he's ready to go. He's, he's training, you know, consistently. So I think that's why he's accepted more by the MMA community because he's actually out there, you know, doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. And his, uh, his uh, his coach man like i've known him for a long time as well dave? and yeah well dave's there and then you got kai as well kai is oh, okay the, okay the younger yeah. Fan. Yeah, yeah they all train together right yeah when That's i was out there i didn't see kai uh i didn't see kai but i know kai um okay. I, I just i just saw dave when i was out there yeah all right well man i'm happy to see that for you man That's always good to good to see stuff like that you know yeah, online man. and uh now go for something i guess positive I don't even know if it's negative, but today, Erohawani reports that Bellator will be sold, basically. He said the sale of Bellator is imminent. You know, what? Yeah. You know, in the last couple of months, man, we've been hearing rumors and people talking about it, but nothing really clear cut. How has the last couple of months been for you, man, as a champion, you know, getting ready for a fight and then all these rumors are coming about about a sale? I don't even think about it, bro. <laughs> it doesn't even cross my mind. I'm not even worried about it. Because whoever buys my contract has to honor it. And if they don't, I'm a free agent and I'm a good fighter. And I'm, I'm building a name for myself. And, you know, regardless of where I'm at, I'm going to perform and people are going to want to watch me fight and people are going to want to employ me. So I'm not worried about it at all. When you're competent in what you do, like there's like it doesn't matter where you do it at that point, you know. So I kind of knew that this was going to happen because I have some like inside looks. Um, you know, and, and it's exciting, you know, it, we don't know what the future holds and things could, uh, it could fast track a lot of things in my career or it could slow things down. It doesn't really matter as long as my contract gets honored and I still get paid the same, or, you know, if I have to become a free agent and go somewhere else, I'll take a pay cut or whatever. I don't give a shit, bro. I'm, I just want to fight, make, make money and, you know, enjoy my time off uh, of fighting and invest in houses and, you know, make some business investments here and there and uh, just enjoy, enjoy the ride, you know? You know what matchup I would love to see you in is you uh, versus Hamza. Oh, yeah, I would, I, I want, I would love, I would love to fight him, man. That'd be a great matchup. Um, that'd be a great fight, you know? There's uh, two guys. Yeah, it is. That's the fight that the fans don't know that they want, you know. I'm still building building my name, and like as soon as I get big and people start really realizing, like, oh, this motherfucker's good, like this motherfucker's for real. I'm gonna be in the talks of like the biggest biggest name fights, you know. You name it, me and me versus Izzy, me versus Cosma, you know. It's uh yeah, man. And you just like in your 31s, that's like perfect age right now that you're already a champ you already defend the title like like right you're in the middle of it dude like beautiful yeah. stuff man johnny always good man september 23rd belter 299 main event middleweight title the champ 
Johnny Evelyn. Thank you so much, man, for the time. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it.